Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Hey, welcome to The Last Days Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us here on this particular day for this drop. Welcome with me. Pastor Katie Holmes. Hi there. It's great to be with you. It's great to have you in the studio with me, and it's good for me to be with you. (laughs) And so we are here together. I'll agree. (laughs) And um, we're going to be talking with you today about some things in regards to changing your position in the last days. And I don't know exactly if we want to call it that for the broadcast, but that's kind of what the theme is changing your position. I was, um, this morning at our home, I went and sat down at our, uh, the table in our breakfast room. And as I sat down at the table, I sat in a chair that I normally don't sit in. And as soon as I sat down, the Holy Spirit started speaking to me about our position in Christ. And, um, and so it was really, very interesting. And so quickly, I was, just, I was just writing down what the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And so I was like, okay, well, this is just like hot off the wire here. And, um, and so I was talking with my wife about this. And so we're just going to share some things from our heart. And this will, we'll, we'll talk about this for this podcast and maybe the next one and maybe the next 10,000. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But um, anyway, so let's just, let's just talk about this today. Anything you want to say before we read the scripture or anything? No, it's going to be great. Looking right. forward to it. It's awesome to have, you know, obviously the power of the word, but the, the flow of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, we've prayed before we started this and believing that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you, even as you're listening, not only just this podcast, obviously we believe that for all of them, but we know that the Lord gives us a specific word for a reason and of course, it's not just for our lives, although we apply this in our life, but for your life and all, all the listeners. So we're believing for really for great things to take place in your life as you're listening here. And as we're speaking here, we're just, I mean, we're just talking about the Holy Ghost because we right. don't, we mainly have scriptures and we have just a couple lines of notes. And um, we just come to you bringing you what the, what the word of the Lord is for this day. And we're living in the last days, and we have to be aware of that. And the way that we're going to live successfully in these last days and powerfully is by the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be speaking to us on a regular basis. If you're not hearing from God, if he's not speaking to you like several times a day, you need to turn your ears on. You need to just be listening more. It's not that you have to be in times of prayer when God speaks to you. You, sh- you should be able to hear him walking down the street, driving in your car. Right. Uh, I'll share that in a little bit. As I was <laughs> driving here today, I was like, told my wife, I got a whole new message. But, um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that if we'll, just, if we'll just keep listening to what the Holy Spirit says, it says that the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Yes. Not suggested, but ordered. He has... He has a definite path that we're to walk in. Right. And I, I think most Christians get used to walking in ruts. And a lot of people walk in the same path that 
people did before them and the people did before them and people did before them and it's right. they're in generational ruts right because the mindset doesn't change yeah and so therefore then their their mindset actually directs their steps instead of being directed by the voice of the holy spirit and the written word of god and so therefore then you're you're extremely limited and then you're just subject to in many ways just the natural course of life and also the circumstances of life. So, you know, if it's, you know, a rainy day, if it, you know, then you're depressed, if it is, you know, there's crazy things going on in the world, much uncertainty, then you're kind of, you know, subject to that and led by that. And there's no way that you can have the victory, walk in the victory and be a conqueror with that type of of mindset. It's an extremely limited mindset and it doesn't line up with the word of God. Of course, all freedom, all true victory comes through him and through his word. That's the price that Jesus paid for us and gave us authority down here on earth and allowed us or made, excuse me, I should say made it possible for us to walk in dominion. Amen. And so, yeah, so important that we understand, you know, as you you reference there, that the footsteps of the righteous, they're ordered, or the Amplified says they're directed by God. And many times we don't necessarily, we're not super conscious of that. And I'm not saying that you even have to be like, oh, wow, I just feel God at all times. He's always talking to me. No, 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 that's not really the way that it works. We have to be led by the inward voice of the Holy Spirit directing us, but we can be confident that as we put faith in the word of God and what it says, that notice as we're walking, he's directing. So we don't sit on the couch and wait for some great revelation to start doing something. Even when the Lord speaks to you, he doesn't give you all the steps. He expects when he speaks to you, whether that's through the written word or that's through the the voice of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. he expects you to actually start doing some things. It's just like if I tell one of my sons, you need to go clean your room. (laughs) I don't need to tell them, okay, right now, tell your body to get up off the couch. Okay, tell tell your, your body to put one foot in front of the other. Now this, you need to walk around, make sure you don't trip over the ottoman and you need to make a turn here and you need to go in your room and then you need to pick up one toy and put it away or you need to make your bed. No, I don't need to do all that. Mm -mm, They need to actually just get up and do it, right? So the Lord's not going to give you every little thing. But here's the awesome thing is that as you're faithful and as you're moving, he keeps directing you. Sometimes we just feel like, okay, do this, do this. Sometimes some things are by, of course, experience that we've already gained or they're by knowledge that we already have or it's by wisdom. Other, other times you're, you're just doing and you will just sense like, oh, I should do this. I should make a change. It doesn't have to be like, you know, something that is super spectacular or whatever. It's still all supernatural. It's still the Lord is with you and he's guiding you and he's helping you. And so we can put our confidence in the word knowing that he's doing that. But if you're waiting for some great thing to happen, what whatever you deem that to be, you know, a word from God or some supernatural sign or some great unction or whatever, then you're probably not going to do anything. And then you actually miss out 
on the whole plan that God has and the leading of the Holy Spirit. And you miss out even on learning how to work with him. The Holy Spirit doesn't do stuff for you. He actually comes alongside and help comes alongside and helps you. He's the advocate. He's the helper. He's the comforter, the strengthener, the standby. But notice all of those point to being coming alongside of you, not doing it for you or instead of you. Exactly right. And I think people talk about being led by the Holy Spirit, but they they think that I think a lot of people think that the Holy Spirit's just going to do things for them. Oh, totally, they do. And and so they just sit back and they rest on their laurels. Right. In fact, you probably need to find where your laurels are. Um, <laughs> just go searching right now. But uh, <laughs> a lot of people have lost their laurels. But um, in the cracks and crevices. No, that's it. So go search for your laurels right now. But anyway, people sit back on them, whatever those are. And um, <laughs> it's funny we say things and. We don't even know where they came from. In the depths of our bosom. That's it. (laughs) And so we we think that God's going to just do it all for us and everything. Instead, he's like, you know, I'm with you and and in you, enabling you, gracing you, working through you, but you're going to do it. Right. And uh, and so it's, it's, it's amazing. Sometimes we can want to walk in the ways of God, but also we, we are influenced by the things that have gone on before us right. that we're aware of. And, and a lot of times I think Christians, because the Holy Spirit wants to lead us in a new way to see greater things take place, but sometimes the influence that Maybe we have because of our parents or our grandparents, and you know, and maybe that's not all wrong, but God wants to do something fresh and something new to bring about greater things. But if we get like stuck in a rut, then then all we do is follow that follow that same path, and then we a lot of times we find out that we make similar mistakes as to what was made by our grandparents, what was made by our parents, we don't see greater success because we're just, we're just following along those paths. Right. And as I was um, talking about that there, um, I went back because I had said something about, you know, walking, walking in those ways, and um, this didn't even have to do with anything we're, we're into yet. I mean, we were going to go into, but... Um, I remember the scripture about Jehoshaphat, mm-hmm. and it said in in Second Chronicles twenty, and I looked this up while you were talking there, babe, and it says in verse thirty one. So Jehoshaphat ruled over the land of Judah. He was thirty five years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem twenty five years. His mother was Azuba, the daughter of Shilhi, and Jehoshaphat was a good king following in the ways of his father, Asa. Now, Asa was a, was a pretty good king, and he, he got rid of uh, some things that shouldn't have been there. He even deposed his mom. She was the queen mother, and he took wow. her out yeah, because she made an obscene um, Asherah pole. Mm-hmm. And, so, because, and so he just like, you know, doesn't matter if you're your family or not, 
you do that, and you know you're you're opposing the ways of God, right? Committed to righteousness, yeah. And so and so that was that was good in that way. And it says that that Jehoshaphat he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight during his reign. However, <laughs> mm. I love these words. Like he was a good king, he did what was pleasing. However, he failed to remove all the pagan shrines. And the people never fully committed themselves to follow the God of their ancestors. And it says the rest of the events of Jehoshaphat's reign from the beginning to the end are recorded, of course, um, in the book of the Kings. And it says sometime later, King Jehoshaphat of Judah made an alliance with King Ahaziah of Israel, who was very wicked. And together they built a fleet of trading ships at the port of Ezangerber, and Eliezer, son of Dodavahu, sorry, mm-hmm. Dodavahu from Merashah, prophesied against Jehoshaphat. And he said, because you've allied yourself with King Ahaziah, the Lord will destroy your work. And so the ships met with disaster, and they never put out to sea. The ships were a great idea. Right. I believe they were a God idea, but he aligned himself, allied himself with somebody wicked, mm-hmm. which as you see, this often happened with, with different kings and right. who you ally yourself with determines the direction you're going to go. So true. And if we will ally, ally ourselves with the word of God. Yes. And not the mindset even of the past, what somebody else did, but we'll say, God, this is your plan, and I'm going to walk it out, and I'm going to see the blessing of the Lord upon my life. Mm-hmm. Because, and this matters, there's some people that you're considering a business move, mm. but you're considering getting into business with somebody who you are not equally yoked with. Because this other person, you know, you know, they may have some money to help you out in business, but the thing is, is that they've, they're wicked, and you know it. And the word of the Lord is, do not do it. Don't do it. You'll pay for it. Hmm. Just, like, just like Jehoshaphat, he built all these ships and everything like that, and nothing ever came of it. Mm-hmm. It's not that the plan is bad, but it's who you have allied yourself with. Right. You just limit yourself so much. And sometimes we can think, um, you know, we, we have an understanding that we have a, a gifting or a talent or we have a plan from God, a purpose. And so we've started in that direction. And sometimes we can then start to lean to the flesh, right? And look at, because of course, back in Bible times, it was vital that they connected with others for strength, and of course, other armies, because then they would have the power. They very much um, cut covenant with other groups and stuff for protection and for you know goods and all all kinds of things. But to, so today in our world, it looks a little bit different. But people and companies and groups do this all the time. Churches do this too. That's true. I'll get into that in a second. We were just talking just, um, I think it was maybe uh, two days ago when we were actually having lunch. No, it was just you and I. And we were talking about how, you know, you have even like whether it's a music artist or even sometimes it's a, um, a, 
um, a minister or a speaker, or whatever, they, they genuinely have a gift from God and they have influence and they have a voice. But then what happens is they get, you know, a handler or a manager or oh, a yeah. company that um, controls them, controls them. Right. And, and it looks good. It's good from the aspect that that is a person who will take on the business ask, aspect for you. Of course you pay them, but they will then go ahead and get you, you know, a bookings and get you venues to speak in and an audience and all these kind of things. You are their slave. Right. And so then, but pretty soon then even groups or people or that you feel even to speak to well if they decide no that that's too controversial that group they're they're too conservative um that won't reflect um you know back on well on the image of the company that'll be too controversial they're too political whatever it is then basically you're limited then you can't even actually do what god has put in your heart to do exactly and the thing is, is why we so have to be led by the Holy Ghost. And that was so great, that word that you were just giving forth to to the person, whoever that's for, or persons. Mm-hmm. Because if God has given us a gifting and he's given a plan, he has a path and a way forward for that to come to about. about. Now, there are things such as divine connections where sure. God will connect you with other people. Introduce you to somebody. Right, that will that can help you out. That it's his plan, right? You to don't take get in covenant higher. with him, right? That's a different thing. And you shouldn't be controlled by them so much so that you're not free to do actually what God has called you to do in the way that God has called you yeah, to do. They can't have an upper hand on you, right? Exactly. And and so we have to we have to be careful who we ally ourselves with in ministry. This is uh, something that has hindered many churches because, and, and I've, I've known this for, oh my gosh, I mean, I, I was raised in ministry. I think my mom got off the organ bench, had me, and got back on the organ. Um, but pretty the much, thing is, yeah. pretty much so. Um, but the thing is, is that a lot of times because, like in churches, we need something done or we need somebody to help this particularly falls in areas of of like music and everything like that. Right. So pastors will compromise and they'll bring somebody into their church that is of uh, like an LGBTQ, RSTU, VWXYZ persuasion and, and, and say, okay, you know, I want you to, because you're talented, because you know how to play these instruments, because you know how to lead, whatever. I know your life is a train wreck. And, you know, it's, you know, you're not living, you're not living a righteous life, but because you have talent, you know, go ahead and you can, you can head this up and you can be in this. I want to tell you, you have set your church up to be controlled by demonic spirits. Right. And your worship will influence people in those areas because that will seep through your worship department and it will get a hold of people. And as they are on that platform and as they are singing and as they are ministering, that that is inside of them will be mixed with the anointing, and it will go out there, and you will see these type of results permeate your entire church because you have allied yourself with evil. You've allied yourself with demons. Right. That's that's the truth of it. Mm -hmm. 
And so you can expect destruction. You can expect for things to go in the wrong direction because you haven't chosen righteously. You've made decisions that would take you away from the plan and the purpose of God, and you decided, well, we're just going to go in this direction, just like Jehoshaphat. Great guy, wonderful king. He loved the Lord. He did a lot of good things, but then he allied himself with a jerk. Mm -hmm. Which is is so true that that many people start out – pure they start out doing things in we'll a do righteous in way too. right yeah. and but just because you start out right and you start doing things in a direction it does not mean or guarantee that you're just going to automatically stay on course we've talked about when we're teaching about leadership just recently in the bible college we were talking about this how that more leaders and ministers actually fail after being in ministry or being a leader for for a a, a period of time, then, I mean, they start out great. But obviously, if we don't keep ourselves in the presence of God, keep ourselves humbled to his plan and his purpose, because if he's the one who gave you the plan, which of course he is, he has a way for you to finish and to finish strong, to, to fulfill. And it should be increasing and bearing more fruit and it, you be able to be a greater blessing. But we cannot forsake his way of bringing that about and then think, okay, well, I've got to have something from the natural realm and someone else to make this come to pass. Right. God is always our source. Let him bring along the divine connections. Let him bring along the other resources or the other giftings and people that he would desire. Otherwise, because again, we're talking about, you know, things that a connection that will actually keep you from fulfilling your God-given destiny. Amen. And of course, this not only applies, I mean, we're, we're right now using it in, in, with the idea of, you know, business and ministry and companies and, and, and things like that. But of course, just as you mentioned quickly there, it applies so hugely with marriage and in relationships. This is going to be a longer podcast. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> because this is what, this is what is crazy is that, is that people do that. They, they don't, they either don't think at all that the person that they're going to marry is going to affect the rest of their life right? 100%, or they overthink it. And that's why you have a lot of, you have a lot of single people who will, they'll never get married. Right. Because they're looking for Jesus in a suit or Jesus in a dress. <laughs> and you're not going to find that person, okay? Right. Because Jesus, he lived, he died, and he's in heaven now, seated at the right hand of the Father. No perfect people here on earth. No. And, and a lot of times, I mean, we, we look and we see, we see some people that, and by the way, Alan, who's here with us, helping us out, he is single. <laughs> and, and so if you are a young lady Sorry, and you are, you are single, <laughs> and uh, we, are, we are right now taking applications, and so you can send them to me at pastortodd at rtcc.life. And um, 
We you handle to, many tasks around This is here. right. So anyway, it's one of the application services one here. One of the ways we can be a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, um, he was told by Dr. Rodney Howard Brown that he could not come back to Florida again until he was married. And so... Um, <laughs> We're kind of we're kind of helping the process out here because he needs a vacation. No, um, <laughs> and he can't even. So Florida, even though it's a red state, he can't even go there. Um, so anyway, so help a man out here. So anyway, but but we are we're t- we're talking about relationships here, right? And and this is this is allying yourself with somebody, but this is this is covenant. Yes. And um, so when you and I got married. It was. It wasn't just an um, agreement, a marriage um, contract. Contract. It was a covenant. Right. And so the strengths that we both have come together. Right. And and as they're as we're joined together in the Lord, the Word says a threefold cord is not easily broken. And so right. as you join something together in God, I want to tell you the the traits that your spouse have become become even greater. For right. you to, uh, because one will chase a thousand, one will but, put a thousand to flight, two will chase 10,000. And so supernaturally, you become much stronger together. Yes. A lot of times people are looking for that perfect person. And it's just like, well, you know what? And, you know, you're, you're 45 years old and, you know, you've been waiting for this person, um, whether it's a guy or whether it's a, a, a lady. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you think, you know, I want them to just be the, the perfect person to, you know, that's going to be exactly what I always thought, you know, it should be. And mm-hmm. God will bring so many people past you. And because you're too picky, you'll stay single all your life. <laughs> you will stay single all your life. And the older you get, your chances are decreasing. <laughs> because more and more people are getting married. Okay? But the thing is... True. Is that and you know we got we got married as we were a little older, not old because right. we're still not there, but <laughs> older. Right. And um, and I was almost thirty five, mm-hmm. and you were like thirty years younger than that. No, um, twenty seven. Twenty seven years younger than that. Um, <laughs> she was twenty seven when we got married, and um, so the thing is that. The, the great thing is that God brings you together and you don't even see all of the amazing traits that God has put inside of somebody. Right. And until, until you get in the place and God begins to pull things out of them and then you're like, oh my gosh, I never saw that when we were dating or, you know, when we were, you know, spending time together. I didn't know all of this. Well, you know, God's not, God wants you to walk by faith. You got to trust him. Right. And uh, it's not that I don't think that you should like the person. You should like the person. You should oh, love absolutely. the person. Absolutely. In Be fact, totally you should attracted to You them, should think sure. that they are good looking also. Right. Amen. Um, and don't marry a project. Right. That's for sure. But the thing is, is that, you know, you, you have to be understanding of also what the other person is getting. <laughs> <laughs> Some people think they're all that. And 12 bags of chips. <laughs> Um, but, but really, I mean, we have to, I mean, it's good to have a good estimation of yourself, but not too high. Right. The Bible says, Mm -hmm. but if we understand that, that as we come together in covenant and we ally ourselves with our spouse to do what God has called us to do, 
what God's called us to do will be even more effective. It will be even more powerful. A lot of people, single people, they think, well, I'm doing great all by myself. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. you could do even better if you had that partner that God would bless your work together. Right. I mean, and you'd be, you'd be, uh, you know, experience a lot of great things that, that God would have for you to that are, you know, it's just like, oh, when you, when you finally have this other person in your life, then you can ex- experience even more of the, the great things that God has for you. Right, right. It's, it's so awesome and, and imperative that each of you know what God has called you to do and that you're hungry for God, you're on fire for God. The worst thing, I think, is when you take someone who is... They're, they have a heart after God. They know that they're called in, in a, a specific direction, but then they feel like, okay, well, I just got to settle for whatever because I don't want to just, you know, I don't want to wait forever or whatever. So, of course, we're not saying, you know, that you just take whatever is available. I mean, geez, I mean, we would have, even ourselves ended up in some, you know, horrific messes if we would have d- done that. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez. But... The beautiful thing I was starting to say is that when both of you, you, you know what your, what your vision is, you know what you're called to, and you're on fire for God, if you'll just stay hungry for God and yielded to him, he brings things forth out of your life and fruit will come forth. And then of course, more abundant, richer fruit, and he'll bring things forth out of you that you didn't know existed, not only in the other person, but in yourself as well. And so the two of you grow even in the giftings and the callings exactly of God right. together. And it's like, just like you mentioned by yourself, it might be one thing, but the two of you are increasing together and being multiplied together as well. And so there's there's tremendous fruit that comes forth that you'll be a greater blessing than literally you ever even imagined or thought that you could be because you're fulfilling the call of God together. Together, that's the key word, right? Together, and you, but you have to, you have to desire that before it will, so it'll come to pass. So true. As long as you think, you know, like, you know, we've heard so many times, you're, you're all that in the bag of chips, and you're, you're just fine by yourself. You'll stay by yourself, right? And you'll never, you'll never enter into the greater things, and that. Right. So that's the same thing that happens. Let's shift back. Mm-hmm into that's the same thing that happens in in churches it's the same thing that happens in relationships it's the same thing that happens in businesses because right. people settle for just getting by right and they don't they don't listen when god says hey check this out hey what do you think about this how about this idea i was talking about this last night in the in the parable of the talents was we were in our kingdom business fellowship some things that god had spoken to my heart and um it's so important that we do not settle. And yeah, right. it'll take work. Oh, anything, anything that God gives you will take work. Anything that's a blessing anything takes that's work. A blessing. That's right. And so you've got to be prepared to work. Your marriage is going to be work. Yes. Even if you marry an amazing person, it's still going to be work. For sure. Okay, because they're not perfect and you're certainly not perfect. You already know that. Right. And so we, we have to, anything that God is going to bless us with, you, you've got work. If God blesses you with land, you say, God, I, I want land. You know, your land's going to take work. Right. Okay? If it's going to produce anything, it's going to take work. If you're going to farm it, it takes work. If you're going to build on it, that takes work. Land in itself does you no good. 
unless you're going to work the land. Right. And but, but God, He bless whenever He does covenant with people. He al- He always that was part of the covenant process. Right. You got land. Yes. Okay, but that doesn't mean that you're you you. you that's just the beginning of the blessing. You got to work it. And so anything that God puts in your hand is going to require for you to work it. Yes. And so that's what we have to be determined. If pe- lazy people, they don't want to work anything. They just want to just sit back and and be everything a millennial. To, yeah, everything. No, <laughs> everything Sorry. to be given to them, and really them to not have to do anything. But the thing is, is that God gives us a little bit. And he watches to see what we do with it. Do we do anything with it? Even if we make a mistake, but we're actually like doing something, but then we recognize, oh, that wasn't the right way to do it. Let me gain knowledge. Let me ask someone to to help me. Let me make a correction. Add to yourself. The, yes. Then the Lord will still faithfully give you more and then watch to see what you do with that. So really, we really limit ourselves when we don't, we don't follow the principle of stewardship mm-hmm. and just like you were speaking last night. That's why there was different talents that were given out. They were given out according to that person's ability. Ability. And so it was one person could only have one talent. The other one could have five, and then the other one, the third one could have ten. Because, of course, the Lord had, he already knew, he'd already watched and seen, apparently, what they 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 were able to do. Yeah. They had a track record with the master. Yes. And so the one that got five that made 10, the one that got five, he was, he had already shown before the master had handed out talents before he left, he had already shown that he was somebody that could handle a lot. The one that got two, he was the second one. Sorry. Yes. And then they had the one that got one. The reason he only got one talent is because the master knew out of my three servants, this is the one that is least likely to produce. And the thing is, is a lot of people, they like to envision themselves thinking I'm the one that would get the five or at least the two. But really, if God has given you a Holy Ghost idea and you have scuttled it, you have buried it in the ground because you thought that's going to be too much work or that's going to be too hard or, you know, how do I, I don't know how to do everything. God only gives you things according to your own ability. Right. And so he knows what he's put inside of you. You don't even know what all that you've got inside of you until you begin to work it. Just talking with True. Rick, who um, he and Sarah head up our children's ministry here. And when they bought a house just uh, a couple months ago and everything like that, they got this they got this wonderful house and they wanted in the in the house they wanted some shelving. Mm-hmm. And and so the person that they bought the house from actually does that type of work. And he made a deal with Rick, and he said, I, you know, I really like you. I want to help you. He goes, I won't do the work, but I will show up, and I will tell you how to do it. I'll make sure you're doing it the right way. He goes, if you'll do all the work, I'll help you. And so it was like, I can't remember, Monday night after Monday night after yes. Monday night for mo- a few months, the guy would show up, and Rick would get all the materials. He would get the tools and everything like that. And the guy would say, okay, do this, make this cut. You got to do all this. And so Rick sent me last week, he sent me a picture of the finished, but I mean, it looked so, so amazingly right. professional. Cu- yeah. Custom made. It was custom made cabinets. Right. Shelving. And shelving and, and everything. Right. I mean, beautiful, built, beautiful, built, beautiful. Essentially looks like built-ins. It right. does. And I mean, it's, it's perfect. Absolutely looks perfect. But you know what? Rick added to himself. Right. And he allowed somebody else to speak into his life so that he could do the work. 
Somebody else didn't do the work for him. He said it was a lot of work. He goes, it was hard. He said, I didn't know I could do it. I'd never done anything like that before. Well, that's wonderful. I think we all ought to be in positions before. Well, I've never done that before. And then, right. and then you find out, whoa, I can do that. Right. And of, of course, that took time after he'd already worked a full day. He had. That's, that's the time when, you know, most people be like, oh, well, I want to watch my favorite TV show because it's Monday night and it comes on every Monday night. What's TV? <laughs> um, that's right. You know, people do that, though. Yeah. People do that. We don't do that. But um, you go months without realizing it even turns on. <laughs> but the thing is, is that we could add so much to ourselves. And you have a lot in you. The person you're going to marry has a lot in them. The person, right. hey, the person that you're married to, you need to esteem them more. You need to value the gift of God inside of them and need to understand that God blessed you with that husband or that wife. Right. And you need to, you need to appreciate them. Tell them you appreciate them. Thank them for what they're doing. Don't, right. don't, take it, don't just take for granted the things that they do. Right. You need to, in, in, in um, marriage, the longest arm of love is kindness. Yes. And you need to extend kindness to your spouse more. Right. Right. And, and be thankful. Be thankful for them to God, but be thankful to them so that they, they understand that you recognize all that they are putting into the relationship. Because you're not there all the time when they're doing this, they're doing that and everything. And, and uh, I was running KBF last night here at the church and all kinds of other things taking place. And my wife, she was balancing things with my, with my boys. They're coming to the end of school and so there's so many things and papers and projects and everything else that have to be done. And, you know, a parent has to you take them here, take them there, right. make sure things are done, help them with questions, help them, you know, finish up, you know, things that they have do that they, they, they have to do. And, uh, and so both of us are working, but, right. but you have to appreciate what the other one's doing. There's right. a huge contribution that takes place. Right. And it's amazing how when you compliment someone or you thank someone, man, I really appreciate that you, that you do that or you do such a great job with making dinner or whatever it is. It's amazing that when you do that, then naturally the person almost steps up even more. They're like, wow, wow, they appreciate that. I'm, I'm going to do a great job. You know, I even was just thinking of this little bit of a silly example, but I re remember one time we were getting ready to go over to somebody's house for dinner. And so, of course, I asked, well, what can I do? And the person said, you know what? You make the most awesome desserts. Could you please just, could you just please make a dessert? And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, first of all, I totally don't think I make the most awesome desserts at all. Maybe you just haven't had any homemade desserts. So whatever, you know, um, <laughs> but, um, but then I'm thinking, okay, I like, I was not even, I was in my mind thinking I was just going to pick something up at the store, not go make it, but store-bought <laughs> brownies. Yeah, that's not very good. No. Anyway, um, so, but just because of that, like, oh, you know, you do such a great job. You always make such great desserts. I thought, oh, They man, said that I... so you wouldn't stop by the store <laughs> and get something. so, because then I was totally like, oh, my gosh, I've got to at least go home Step and up. make up, make some, uh, you know, homemade chocolate chip cookies, which, you know, those are hard to beat, but, Absolutely. you know, so it's like, it Taste actually, right now. <laughs> When you Chocolate. are actually um, 
kind and nice and affirming someone actually and of course you do things with the right motive don't 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 I'm manipulate not, people right don't That's manipulate, not a way to manipulate but i'm just saying that 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 out of you being you know out of genuine appreciation it actually comes back to bless you as sure. well cuz again you're you're sowing seeds so it's going to come back to bless you in multiple ways and really you know, we're talking about, of course, marriage covenant, and we gave an example of, of covenant, and I'm sure we'll be talking more here about even from the Bible, but, you know, covenant is not something that's really easily um, understood or recognized in today's culture because we don't really use that term much or have an True. understanding of there was several steps that went into that, and it was for life when when it, tribes or people would cut covenant but one of the things that they recognized from the very beginning before they even agreed to the covenant and went through then the process of cutting it was it was it was that the other person's liabilities they now became your liabilities that's right but also of course their strengths their assets and everything they became yours and then the two of you worked together and so that's, of course, how it should be a beautiful blending and a recognizing because all of our life really is about sowing. It's really about being a blessing. And we have to remind ourselves of that because that's otherwise, right. you know, within marriage, you know, people don't know each other well enough before they get married, first of all, and then they don't understand what covenant is about. Right. And then a lot of times they don't even understand what God's purpose or plan is for them. And so if you don't understand these key foundational things, it's very hard to be successful. But it should be that when you when you come together in covenant, then then you have an understanding of, okay, so maybe your strength is you're not so great at, you know, keeping the house clean or whatever, but that's a, that's a strength of mine. So I'm going to do that. And I'm actually in, in saying that, not even referring to, um, my husband, he's always been really great with that. Um, much Thanks, better. Uh, Appreciate yeah. that. Well, you're very welcome. So anyway, but you, you have I'll a vacuum later. <laughs> no, I did that this morning already. Anyway, <laughs> That's right. She made the bed too. You did a great job. Well, thanks so much. He actually makes the bed quite a bit, so that's. But she does make too. better chocolate chip cookies than I do, which is actually the the whole purpose of this entire <laughs> thing right here. And we didn't even hear what they thought about the chocolate chip cookies, but that's why I married her. That was part of the covenant agreement that I would get chocolate chip cookies. Oh, I haven't made them in a while. I better you get haven't. busy. But we were talking about strengths of each other, right? And, and you know, strengths and weaknesses, because otherwise you get two people that there comes this division between them they get mad at each other like well you're not good at this well you never do this mm -hmm. well the whole point was though you were supposed to recognize that in the beginning and what the other person couldn't do that's what you're supposed to do yeah that's why you need marriage counseling <laughs> before you get married pre-marriage so counseling so true no, I'm serious. Yeah, it's and not just like one huge. session where people are like, okay, this no. is what men are like, this is what women are like. Pastors, if you only like do like one session with people, you have failed. You really, please help us. I, I mean, well, maybe if it's a 24-hour session, but you know, you really spend some time <laughs> and you dig deep. But, but right. a lot of, lot of people that come to us for counseling, we asked them, did you get pre-marriage counseling? Oh, yeah. He met with us for about 30 minutes one time. Or or one, right. of, one of my um, favorite, what I'm saying, I'm saying that sarcastically, things is, well, no, why would we need marriage counseling? We've been married before. 
uh, because your marriage <laughs> failed and then you're going getting married again. That's exactly why. Jeez. Or you know, no, I'm a minister. You need I'm to fu- you need to marry somebody that can carry all your bags. Oh wow! Because you got a lot of baggage. You know, even even though you know. Here, Todd had been in ministry for a number of years, of course, before we got married. And been he himself. Oh, come no, on, I'm babe. just kidding. I had not been. I'm, I'm his first wife and final wife. Last wife. Only wife. <laughs> anyway, he actually, get this, as a single minister, had to do marriage counseling with couples. Okay. True. But then when we go to get married, we sought out someone who could give us marriage counseling because we understand, you know what, this is different. And, you know, the saying love is blind is is kind of true, but but unfortunately what happens is love is blind really only applies <laughs> to when people are dating. Then all of a sudden they get married and they're like, you know, wow, I never realized you were like this. When you're dating, your eyes need to be wide open. After you're married, your eyes should be half closed. <laughs> Just okay, we'll ignore that. Wisdom. We'll overlook that. <laughs> but anyway, so it is important that it doesn't matter your age or what you think you know or what you've experienced or whatever. Marriage, premarital counseling is hugely important. It is. Should we keep going for another four hours? No. All right. We didn't even get to we didn't even get to the first line of our notes. Well, thank God for the Holy Spirit. But this Ghost. is just what the Holy Spirit wanted you to hear right about. And so that's very important about what are you allied with? Yes. Yes. So, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, it's been great the being last with you. day's podcast. This will not be the last day that we do this podcast even though it is the last days. And so we're, we're so thankful that you're listening, and we encourage you to join with us. Please uh, share this, okay? Yes, and subscribe. Share this. Put it on your, your social media um, and uh, force people to listen to it. Play it in your car. Play it in your home. Play it at your workspace. Turn it up really, really loud so that people hear it. And... Um, Anyway, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. God bless you. Have an absolutely wonderful day. We'll be back with you soon. Yes, we will. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.